This show is brought to you by the Deluxe Edition Network. Head over to the Den Dot Show for other great podcasts. I married your fat sister. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Deluxe Edition, the show where we love to dig deep into classic pop culture. I'm Bill Seabald here as always with Mr. Casey Shearer. How are you, sir? Good, Bill. How are you, buddy? Pretty good. This is our third live show. We, yep. We're going to try to pretend we didn't just screw up, but uh, now I'm all, this is like being on the wrong side of the bed, Casey. I feel like you're always on, on my other oh, side. This is, this is really, there. they just got it. <laughs> Now everything is back to normal. I was back like, what did we fuck up? Oh, man. One day we will get the, it'll look flawless. We'll be like the Tonight Show. Well, never. You ever, it's crazy. Some of those live shows, how many times they pull off like near perfect shows. I know you're not a big Saturday Night Live fan. They screw up a lot. But think about how many times that they actually go live and pull it off without mistakes. And we can't even get this thing to work right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, what's new, man? How you been? It's been a week since I saw you. Yeah, uh, nothing, man. I've been good. Been good. Traveled out to uh, California and back. Watched some wrestling. Uh, basically, it's about it. That's my life. Traveling oh. and watching wrestling. I'm a little vacation. Oh, a little no, case vacation. Casey vacation. No, it's called work. Oh yeah, they they pay you to watch wrestling today. <laughs> Hope your boss isn't watching this episode. Because it's live and you can't take it back. Wrestling's on after I get done working. It's not like I'm watching wrestling while I'm working. Oh well, that's to be. Uh, well, I'm going to watch you. I'm going to. We're going to investigate because I have a feeling you're watching. You're, you you strike me as the kind of guy that's like on his lunch break. Well, technically not working, but watching wrestling videos. Do and you, you know consider- how I know? You know how I know you are. Go ahead. Because we share that same YouTube account. And all the suggested videos, every single one of them is like the craziest wrestling video after another one. I'm like, yeah, Casey's using this account. Do you right. consider? Do you consider like while I'm traveling on a plane to my destination, is that considered work? Are you doing it on your own time? Is no. that for you? Are you on that plane because you feel like being on that plane? No, it's because I'm I'm hired to do a job. Yeah, it's work. You should be doing work on the plane. <laughs> Boy, freeloader. No, I'm just kidding. Listen, this episode has nothing to do with work. No. There's nothing to do with work. I don't know why you keep derailing us. Like, right off the bat, you, you take me right off course. Thanks. Come on, man. Come on. We talked about this. No, no, no. Case today's episode is about the Dukes of Hazard, which is a show that I love. Yeah. And you got to, to do a great interview. With John Schneider. Yep. And I was, you were like, hey, you, can you do this? And I said, I, I can't, I can't, I got to work. I, I can't. And then you had to reschedule. And I was like, yeah, I got a second chance. And you're like, we rescheduled for another time. That's exactly the same time, but like the week later. And it's I, it's one standing meeting that I can't miss. And I was like, damn it. So you did the interview all by yourself. And you're going to, we're going to air it yep. right at the end of this episode. Yep. All right. Yeah, it was a lot of fun, man. He's yeah. Great dude. He's got he's got we talk about it in the show. He's got his own podcast that uh I listen to every week and uh he's making he's doing doing his own thing now. And he's living living a great life. Yeah. That's awesome. And, and I saw the little clip as we were setting up 
I mean, he's like the new Dick Clark. He he doesn't age. No. Remember how Dick Clark just didn't age? It was like, you know, all of a sudden he was 107. Guy looked like he was 30. Yeah. yeah but John looks amazing. So I'm yeah. not going to give too much away. So we were like, well, what should we make this episode about? Because you only had 20 minutes with him. And usually when we do an episode with an interview, it's longer. But, you know, you could only do 20. So I thought let's do a Dukes of Hazard episode, right? Let's do a show about the interesting things about the Dukes of Hazard show. Because I was a huge fan of the show. Here's the, the thing. I've got a whole bunch of stuff written down. I don't know if they're interesting. I don't fuck. So I'm going to I'm going to read these to you, Casey. And if anybody is watching along and listening along, uh, you know, if they want to sort of throw them into, we're going to make the definitive list. My dogs body slam each other. They heard me talking about wrestling. They're like, hey, we're going to do that, too. We're going to make the definitive list of interesting things about Dukes of Hazard. We don't even know how many we're going to have yet. This is an unnamed future video. So I need you, Casey. Then I see grabbing your oh, you grabbed your water, grab your pen. I need you to write down. I want to know how many interesting things we actually come up with on today's show. All right. All right. You got my trusty paper? Yeah. My trusty yeah. pen? Make sure it's got ink. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Going to go. Off. Yeah. So you actually weren't a fan of Dukes of Hazard. How come? No, I definitely was a fan of Dukes of Hazard. I thought you said to me that you weren't really. I thought you said you, you didn't really get to watch it. And I thought maybe it was one of those shows that just missed your your pocket, right? Because it started wow. in 1979 and ended in 85 or 86. So yeah, you did get to real, catch like first run I, shows. Oh, uh, I don't know if I watched first run. I mean, if it, if it ended in 85, I would have been five. So, I mean, I would have been really little, but I, I definitely had a picture of Catherine Bach. Like, you know, the famous poster of her, like leaning up against the, the general Lee. Yeah. You like, had I, it? I had that poster as a real, like I have a, picture of me as a real little kid from halloween like dressed up as an army soldier in front of that poster on my bedroom door and i'm like i gotta be like eight or nine <laughs> that's awesome all right yeah all right yeah, I, I, was some... a, I was a big fan of the dukes uh, i think you're a big fan of daisy duke well all right <laughs> so i'm gonna get started with with the uh list here because i have no idea how long this is gonna go this you know, this goes too damn long. I'm going to fall asleep. We, we we hear the rap every time we do the show. Sure. I'm very tired. And, you know. Yeah. So we're going to move. You're on. an old man. I'm an old man. And uh, we can't edit these live. So I got to I got to stay more alert. Look at my dogs going crazy. You guys, you know, we always tell you to watch the videos. Today's special episode is two schnauzers fighting behind me as I try to do a broadcast. <laughs> All right. Uh, Waylon Jennings. Item number one that I submit for your approval as whether it's interesting or not. Waylon Jennings did the song and narration based on how good he did in the film film Moon Runners. You know the film Moon Runners? (laughs) I never heard of Moon Runners. 1975. He recorded two versions of the song that if we play it, I'm sure we get a copyright strike and we'll never get monetization on this episode. You Uh, could sing it for us. uh, Well, that... Get us a copyright strike? I'm afraid. Those I algorithms mean, you are... do have, we've gone over this before, you do have perfect pitch. You're just like Chevy Chase in that category. So, I mean, yeah. we, you could give it a give it a try. Just a good old boy. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> Far enough. <laughs> right, so they had two versions of that song. Uh, one that he made for commercial release and one that he just used for the show. So I, I never do that. I, every once in a while in the 80s, I remember hearing that there would be like a different version 
of the theme song. And I remember like greatest American hero. You'd only ever hear the first like 30 or 60 seconds. And then one day I discovered, Oh, that's a three and a half minute song. So it sounds like they kind of did one of those here as well. Yeah. You like Waylon Jennings? Oh yeah. Hell yeah, man. Love you like Waylon. that outlaw country. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I did not know that it was from another. I did not know it was from another. Bill, you're losing your earphone. If you got these uh, Raycon, like I was saying, you wouldn't, they wouldn't fall yeah. out of your ear. No, if uh, every ear falls out of my ear, I got, I don't know. My ear is like a, it's like a bowl of salad, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you turn it sideways, all your food falls out. I don't know. They make earbuds and every damn invention to try to, to, to work for me and everything falls out of my ear. So I don't know. I'm going to have to get those like bands over my head, the, the old fashioned style. I did not know that it came from another movie that song not that it came from another movie the idea using him as the narrator because he was just a musician came from him doing the exact same thing in another movie called oh he oh he narrated moon runners yeah you know he's not just the the voice of dukes of hazard he's the the narrator yeah yeah i know know that yeah Yeah. oh shit jesse and the boys really fucked up this time i don't think they're getting the fuck out of this one oh and then, yeah, yeah, that was him, too. All right. Interesting or not? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm sure there's, I mean, if you're not a Dukes of Hazard fan, that's something you may not have known. I'm sure that most Dukes of Hazard fans know that piece of information, at least that he's the, the songwriter and the narrator for the show. And we're starting easy, Casey. We're yeah. starting easy. All right. Okay. I'm giving you stuff that most fans know. I'm sorry. I, I can tell that that's a little passive aggressive, but uh, we'll move on. I'm going to let you slide on that one because these these are supposed to be hardcore. These I wanted I wanted things people didn't know. All right. Did you know there's 147 episodes? 147 episodes. I thought that was interesting. And Jacob sneering, he knew that because he just he, he just sent a message. <laughs> Thank you, Jacob. I know you may have been talking about the first thing. 147 episodes. That show, as big as it was, that's a, can you imagine cranking out 147 episodes? No. How many years? 79 to 85? Six years? Uh, it looks like, yeah, seven years it says here. Yeah, that's a lot of shows. Yeah. And it's not even just like being the actors on that show, but... <laughs> Remember, we still don't know what a gaffer is. Like there, there's a gaffer that did 147 <laughs> shows with with uh, Dukes of Hazard. Like these things really are the careers for a lot of people out in Hollywood. Yeah, didn't Mark Singer uh, answer what a gaffer was for us? Oh, did he? Yeah, I think he did. He did give us a good tutorial. Yeah. I got to go back and relearn it. Problem is, I'm a bad student. He's a great teacher. I'm a bad student. Uh, did you know that Bo and Luke? are on probation for running moonshine. That's why they have a fast car. Come on. Yeah. They're on yeah. probation. Yeah. They're on probation. I don't know if at any point of the show, they get off probation, but boss hog is their probation officer. Come on. Yeah. I don't think I understood that at all as a kid. Where did you get this information at? Uh, this could have been IMDB. This could have been Wikipedia. <laughs> or it could have been bullshit.org. I went to those three sources. <laughs> So, I'm I supp- right. is this a trivia? Am I supposed to guess if this is true or not? Yeah, I, I know it's even that way. No, I thought that was interesting. How about, uh, did you know the show had a, <laughs> I gotta be careful with this word. Did you know the show had a spinoff called Enos? It's called Enos Casey. 
Really? Yeah. Remember the cop Enos? He was absolutely. Like, why, why would they give him a spinoff? He was like the shit. Yeah, well, why not Roscoe? <laughs> yeah. If anyone should get the, the, the spinoff, it's Roscoe. <laughs> not Enos. I wrote yeah, down Enos. Weird. I absolutely wrote it down. Maybe it autocorrected. I don't know. But and what and what was it called? It was it called Enos? It was called Enos. No wonder it didn't fucking succeed. Yeah. What's, the, what's your favorite show, Enos? <laughs> oh my god, you watch Enos? No, no, I don't watch it. Terrible. Can't name it Enos. <laughs> I wrote here in my notes the show to spin off called Enos. And then I wrote penis lasted 18 episodes. So that's why I have to be careful. I got a, ch- a brain of a child. It lasted um, a whole season, 18 episodes. Yeah. yeah did, I don't remember this one at all. Did the Duke boys make any appearances? Oh, I don't have that information. I would figure no. Like they're, they're probably like, we better steer clear of Venus. This is somebody else's gig. What are your years for that? Do you have the years? Oh, Casey. No. I don't. I mean, I have a lot of questions about Enos. Yeah. I'm I can make them up. The, I'm wondering if this was possibly, because I know you, you'll probably be getting into this, but there was a, a run where there was some issues with Bo and Luke where they weren't on the show. So I'm wondering, was this after the run of the, was this after 1985 or were they trying to pull this Enos show in? As like a replacement for Bo and Luke not being there. Interesting. I don't have that. If only we had John Schneider on the show, we could ask him that. But uh, I had 20 minutes with John Schneider and I didn't know anything about fucking Enos before the (laughs) conversation. (laughs) Guaranteed John doesn't know nothing about Enos either. There was another spin. That was what? A spinoff? But Enos. I don't remember the guy. (laughs) All right, so the car, right? The car was iconic. When I was a kid, it was just like there was there was two cool cars from TV. It was Night Rider and it was this car. You know, and then the movies, you had to have the Ghostbuster car, you had to have the 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 DeLorean, you know, when you're playing with your Hot Wheels. A 69 Dodge Charger. They crashed so many Dodge Chargers that they started to approach people on the streets and ask if they could buy their Dodge Chargers because they were running out of 1969 <laughs> Dodge Chargers in Hollywood or in L.A. or wherever they were looking. They they say that they smashed somewhere between 256 and 321 Dodge Chargers. How many? 256 to 321. Yeah, think about it. I, I, I was listening to something. 147 shows, right? There were two jumps per show. So I'm not <laughs> going to match, but 147 times two. John Schneider has said in the past that just about after every jump that they did, the general Lee had to be towed away. Like it was oh, total. So, you know, if you just do, if you just do that math, 147 times two, that's 294. Right. So, just that alone, that's at two jumps per show. Yeah. I and mean, as a kid, though, man, as a kid, I was like, yeah, man, they nailed it. They nailed the landing. <laughs> <laughs> and then when, as you get a little older, you're like, oh, I think that car just folded in half. I think that thing's got permanent frame damage. But as a kid, you think they're making those jumps. Yeah, I watched a couple of the episodes recently, and the car is just 
fucking buckle in half. It's so great. <laughs> uh, Enos, 1980 sitcom. Yeah, so Enos it was the end straight, of the shows. Yeah, yeah they were like, how do we squeeze more juice out of this show? the beginning of the show. You said it ran until 1985. So this is this is after the second season. Oh yeah, look at that! You you called me out. You called me out. So yeah, they went right in with Enos. Yeah, they stuck that Enos right in there into the the lineup. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're gonna move on, Gates. Let's all talk right. a little about Boss Hog. All right. Yeah. I never knew Boss Hog as anybody but Boss Hog, but evidently he's got a, a name. He's got a human yeah. being name, and it's Sorrel, Sorrel Brooks, Books, Sorrel Books. And uh, Sorrel Books, Sorrel Book, wore padding under his suit to appear chubbier while playing the overweight Boss Jeffrey Davis Hog. And I remember as a kid, man, that dude is big. Look at him. He's pouring out of that shirt. <laughs> like, that was something I noticed. I never thought he just, you know... I. I just thought that's how fat dudes were. I was like, yeah, I guess every fat dude has to spill out of their clothes. But could you imagine you're doing 147 episodes or whatever? And you got to wear this like super tight white, you know, suit. Ugh, what a what a terrible job that must have been. So I always thought he wasn't he. The, he wasn't the sheriff of the town. Apparently, he was the probation officer. He's he's the boss. He's boss. Yeah, who, he was the wait, big boss. So, so who was the sheriff of the town? I think he was, he was, right? He was? Yeah, small town. He didn't wear as many hats. He was sheriff. Okay. Yeah. Drove the school bus for the kids. Yeah. yeah. One of those type yeah, of towns. Yeah, great. He was, he was awesome, man. He was awesome. Sorrel Brooks. Book. I'm never going to get his Sorrel. name Sorrel. Right. Sorrel. Book. Books. Books. Book. Books. There's no Sorrel S book. in it. There's no S. Why do these guys have names? Who was the other guy? Dagby Dagny Coleman. I couldn't get my head past Dagny being a Dabney. name. Dabney. Dabney. Here's another one. Sorrel Book. In Sorrel Book's contract, Sorrel Book states that he will not allow Boss Hogg to do any kind of killing or deal drugs. Wow. So yeah. So he wanted he wanted Boss Hogg, who was kind of a creep, not to be too much of a creep. Clean. Yeah. A clean bad guy. All right, how here's was, the part. Wait, what? How was he a how was he a bad guy if he was the probation officer? He was corrupt. He was Boss Hog. I gotta go back and watch this. What is your memory of Boss Hog? Like he was always the adversary. Well you're telling me he's the he's the sheriff and that he's the probation officer. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's a hard life out there in Hazard County. So it tells me that the Duke boys were the ones that were doing the illegal things. That's the crazy part. They weren't as illegal as Boss Hog, so we root for the less uh, lesser of two evils. I guess we root for the Duke boys, who aren't as slimy and, and you know they're not the Boss Hog crime lord right. uh, type. Yeah, right. yeah, it never really made sense to me. Like he's supposed to be in charge of the town, and he's after these guys who are always doing good things for the town. I don't get it. <laughs> now I get it. Now I get it. Um, all right. So Vance and Coy, right. So you remember this. I remember this vividly all of a sudden towards the end of the season. I'm pretty sure it was towards the end of the season. I tune in and it's not Bo and Luke anymore. It's Vance and Coy. 
And it's, uh, you know, all of a sudden these are three new people who are replacing Bo and Luke. Do I have their names wrong? Yeah, no, Vance and Coy. Yeah, and, and they're cousins of Bo, Luke, and Daisy. So it must have been at the last minute, you know, the, the uh, uh, John Schneider and, and Tom Wopat are probably like, we, we want to make more money. We want to make more money. And say, no, no, we'll, we'll just replace you. Go ahead. Who are you going to replace us with? We're going to replace you with Vance and Coy. Oh, shit. <laughs> They call it our bluff because all of a sudden they're out and these new guys are in. And I remember like one was like, it was, it was all, it was trying to be them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was trying to make you forget that these guys weren't Bo and Luke by being like Bo and Luke. Were they ever on the show at the same time together at all? That's a good question. I, I actually feel like they were, but who I knows? I kind of think they were too. I, I, that's almost an episode that I remember that they're, that they might have been like leaving town or coming, you know. Yeah. I kind of, I maybe it's one of those Mandela effect things, though, you know? Like maybe it's something that we remember, but really never ever happened. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we wanted it to happen. We wanted it to happen so bad that we willed it in our it's brains the, and created it's the crossover a movie that doesn't event. exist. It's the crossover event you never knew you wanted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, the uh, these guys. Oof. I'm, uh, I'm glad they didn't last. Yeah, they were. I guess they were fighting about pay. They were fighting the studio, and and they're like, we're about to walk. And and uh, the note here says Daisy was going to walk too. And the the Duke boy said, No, nah, Daisy, don't walk because if you walk, then there won't even be a show to come back to. So like, you got to keep this ship, you know, afloat. So I don't know. That's crazy to me. I mean, the biggest hit in the world. I I would have done anything as an actor to make sure I didn't miss a season, but. They uh they they did and they pulled it off. Maybe they didn't even miss a whole season, but I, I remember being let down when it wasn't Bo and Luke. Yeah, I thought you would have maybe done a little more research on this. Shut up! I got a long million. I got a million things here. Uh, Daisy, Daisy was originally intended to resemble Dolly Parton. Catherine Bach. Catherine Bach's audition was strong enough to change the producer's mind about the character. And they cast her as Daisy on the spot. And the pilot, Daisy, is described as knowing the lyrics to all of Dolly Parton's songs. Early episodes imply that Daisy is looking to start a music career. I didn't know any of that. Makes sense. Yeah. Seems like an easy thing on paper. Well, who should Daisy be like? Well, who's the biggest, you know, country star in the world right now who's attractive? And it's it's Dolly Parton. Okay. Copy her. What? What's next? Give me another thing to sign off on. Right. <laughs> These shows are just made so fast. Also, the, I mean, that's, that's why girls wear Daisy, they call them Daisy Duke shorts now. Yeah. Right. They're named after Daisy Duke. Yeah. Yeah. That's what they dressed her in. Write that. Did you write that down? That's, a, that's, it's gotta be number Well, that's 42. something that I, that's something that I came up with. I mean, this is your list. So. Well, I'm not going to lie. It's the next one on my list. Daisy Duke's <laughs> named after Daisy Duke. <laughs> The General Lee's license plate was CNH-320. CNH-20. 320. Dash 320. Yeah. You know what that means? That means... No, I don't know. Yeah, me neither. I'm not sure this is interesting, but it's a fact. All right. (laughs) A feature film was released in 2005 starring Johnny Knoxville and Jessica Simpson... And that guy who's dead, we can't remember. Sean William Sh- Patrick Smith. John William, yeah. Oh, oh, oh Flaren- Sean. Oh, Sean. Oh, oh, my captain, wherefore art thou? Sean William name? Patrick Smith. 
Sean William Scott Simpson, right? Patrick Smith. And then did you know that they made a direct-to-video prequel to that movie? What? Called The Dukes I of Hazard: The Beginning. No. Yeah, I this is not. one of Yeah, this is one of those where it's like, "Hey, that did kind of well. Can we get those three back?" No. No, this is direct the the video. Let's get somebody else. I'm pretty sure they're not in it. They brought the cousins back. Uh, they just tell me they brought the cousins back. The <laughs> it doesn't look like they are. <laughs> see. Now that would have been fucking brilliant. That would have been great. Wasn't there in the '90s? Wasn't there a reunion movie with uh, Tom and John? Yeah, you're getting ahead of me. Slow down. Oh. Slow down. Slow down. Okay. It's a marathon, not a sprint. Slow down. <laughs> I like this one. Uh, I wrote down things that I knew were interesting. The producers wanted an unusual number for the car, so they decided on zero one. Okay. But you know what? That is kind of interesting because it's stupid. Why would you use zero one? Why not just one? I I mean, I know why. I mean, obviously, you didn't do your research. Why? So it could be seen so, better? No. Because of the NASCAR thing? Yeah, because of the NASCAR yeah. thing. This was supposed to be a NASCAR. Yeah, well, go ahead. Go ahead. Steal another bullet for me. <laughs> so the Duke boys, they were moonshiners, but they were striving to be NASCAR right. racers, drivers. Luke was going to be, uh, no, Bo was going to be the driver, and Luke was going to be the, uh, back in the old days of NASCAR, they always had a passenger, which was the navigator, I guess, right? Did they really? I, I know they do that yeah. for like rally. What's the navigator say? Turn left. Turn left. <laughs> Pretty much. You Turn need left. Gas. Tires Turn left. Low. This was back before radio and all, you know, this was, this was like the early, early days of yeah. You know, I, I'm not sure why they still, as NASCAR drivers in the early or late '70s, early '80s, why they would have needed a navigator like that. But that's what the that's what the storyline was. Yeah. And that's why the doors were welded shut. That's what the number was. Because I also know this: when drivers tried out for NASCAR in the '70s, I don't know about the '80s, '60s, '70s, they used their own car. Like that's how you tried out for NASCAR. Hmm. So, so God, that's did you do, when a, they when they say that they left the show. The reason that they said they left the show was to go try that NASCAR career. There you go. Yeah. So look at you. You know a lot. Sometimes I don't think you know anything, but you you always surprise me. It turns out you know a lot. <laughs> How about did you remember an animated version of the show called The Dukes? Aired no. in 1983 and produced by Hanna Barbera. No. I remember this one. It was a Saturday morning job, I think. Okay, look at this. The first season fell under the Coy and Vance era of the live action show, and thus they were adapted into the animated form. By the second season, Bo and Luke had returned, and they replaced Coy and Vance in the cartoon. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. (laughs) Let me get this straight. Hanna-Barbera said, there's this great show. The Dukes of Hazard. It's been running since 1978. It's gone gone strong. However, the main characters just had to leave the series for whatever reason. Bill, we don't know the reasonings behind that money. Cash money. I'm going to start this cartoon that doesn't have any real people in it whatsoever. And I'm going to start the cartoon 
with the cousins who came on the popular yeah. show. Yeah, the, look, that's who they had. I mean, they, they the. the <laughs> I, I guess, like, they had only had the rights at this point. They probably didn't have the rights to use the likeness of the original actors, maybe. So they were like, oh, what are we going to do? A, a, a Bo and Luke that, that doesn't look like Bo and Luke? Or maybe they didn't have the rights to use Bo and Luke? I don't know. I don't know the deal. But it may have been a business thing because I'm sure they were like, wait, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Mr. Barbera. Thank you, Mr. Hannah. Great. We're so glad we signed this deal. Oh, by the way, next season is going to have two brand new Duke boys. What? 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 You know, that's probably what happened. They probably didn't want to launch the Dukes of Hazard cartoon with anybody else but Bo and Luke. But you know that they, they probably had to. Yeah. What the fuck? That's weird. <laughs> uh, the show, did you know that uh, the Dukes of Hazard was a mid-season replacement for the failed series Captain America in 1979? No, I did not. Yeah. Do you remember the Captain America Shit. I mean, sort of. No, I, yeah. I mean, I was three, so no, I don't remember it at the time, but I remember, yeah. like, I've seen clips of it. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's one to go. Everybody wants to see something crazy. Go look at the old Captain America. He's just wearing, like, this old, like, big, like, bubble helmet, bubble mic- motorcycle helmet. He's like, I'm Captain America. It looks terrible. Oh, it's just <laughs> the worst. Just awful. And um, was, what year was that? Uh, it says here in 1979. 79. Yeah. Mid-season replacement. Yeah, that's what it says here. Could be a lie. Could be from bullshit.org. I bet Jacob Schneeringer didn't know that one. All right, hey, so let's talk about Roscoe P. Coltrane. You know what the P stands for? I don't. (laughs) Percy. Percy's a good guess. Try again. No. (laughs) It stands for Purvis. 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 Roscoe Purvis Coltrane. Could you imagine being named Purvis? Like, oh, God. First off, you get beat up every day in school. Hey, here comes Purvis. Get ready for your beating. You know? Well, no, oh, I have, a middle name. Yeah, I have to. I'm going to differ with you on that. Like, you don't go around like saying you're like a lot of people probably still don't know my middle name. You know what I mean? Well, like friends I grew up with. I don't know your middle name. Oh, you don't? It's danger. (laughs) (laughs) Like, and what it says here is is James Best um, actually did a lot of improv, so he he improv the P. I guess at some point he goes Roscoe P. Coltrane, and other like we need to figure out what the P stands for. (laughs) So in another episode where you meet his wife, they uh, at some point somebody jerks out or or says uh, his name is Per. His middle name is Purvis. So Purvis, very very yeah. Sounds like pervert, but pervert, but you know, not my choice. Uh, do you remember? On the, I'm yeah. sorry, I gotta throw this in there. Do you remember on The Simpsons when it was Homer J. Simpson and they like he went on like this lifelong search to find out what the J meant and it was just <laughs> J. J. <laughs> right, I forgot. I like James Best, so that's the actor who played Roscoe. Yeah, based the. <laughs> sound uh, that Roscoe would make whenever he got excited and noises he used to uh, make when he played with his children. That okay. way he could make Roscoe more childlike and less of a threat to the Dukes. And it actually said he went south, like he turned evil. He used to be this like really like good uh, cop until like the town started like really bending him over. He lost a promotion. I forget something else I read. But now that's oh, there good. it is. He was an honest law enforcement officer for 30 years. They changed the budget, taking away his retirement, which forced him to change into the type of sheriff he became. 
that's the backstory that they gave for. So he was the sheriff, Sheriff Roscoe P. Coltrane. Oh, yeah. See, I never remember the hierarchy. What's the top king? The mayor? King? Yeah. Was Boss Hog the mayor? Uh, maybe. Mayor Boss Hog rings a bell. Maybe. Was there ever a governor? Did a governor come in? Oh, well, I, sure it was supposed to take place in, in Georgia. Georgia, so I'm sure there was a governor. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, there was, uh, there, I, I know they mentioned Atlanta. I, this, I, I'm firmly predicting or, or trying to figure out where this Hazard County actually is. Maybe it's like Hazard. a Simpsons thing. Maybe it doesn't actually exist, but we're going to go find it. No, it was in, they, they've announced, I mean, they've said there, it was in Georgia, Hazard County, Georgia. Yeah. But they filmed some, they originally filmed some of it in Georgia, but then they moved to a studio in California. No. Um, jo- we got a comment here, Joshua H., uh, hoping to go to Bo's extravaganza in April. Yeah, in my interview with John coming up, he talks about that. Uh, I'm hoping to go too, although it's a six-hour drive. So I thought it was a four-hour drive, but apparently it's a six-hour drive. So not sure if we're going to make it, but maybe I will see you there. Josh Steingraber from our newest addition to the Den Network with Organic Spaceship Podcast. Here you go, Bill. Boss Hog was the county commissioner. All right. Good. Thank you, Josh. Good. I was getting that one wrong. Uh, I got one more. I think I have one more. All right. Did you know they made two Dukes of Hazard movies based on the original Dukes of Hazard cast? You were starting to talk about this earlier. So I don't remember ever seeing these. They made the Dukes of Hazard reunion and the Dukes of Hazard in Hollywood. Does that ring a bell to you at all? The reunion does, not the Hollywood one. No? And the reunion one only because I've been doing research for this show, and uh, I've, I looked, I mean, I found it. I didn't know anything about it at the time. I mean, this is that magic era when, like, stuff was made, and it just didn't get national distribution, or at least national media coverage. So these things sometimes exist, and you don't know anything about them. Yeah. Like, uh, there's a point where I think Gilligan actually got saved, right? <laughs> I think Gilligan got rescued from Gilligan's Island and they made a film. And I, I, I learned about this only recently. So somehow I missed it. And I watched yeah. every damn episode of that stupid show. <laughs> I was so into that. Josh has both of them on DVD. All right. Yeah, I'm definitely, hopefully you can find those somewhere. I definitely want to see those. All right, yeah. Bill. Anything else? I think that's it. I've covered everything I got. Um, great show. You know, not so good. Uh, the the reboots, meh. Maybe we don't mess with our Dukes of Hazard going forward. Leave it yeah. in the past. It's a great relic in the past. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect for the time. Yeah, the the and John says this in the interview, but the the Dukes movie that they made with Johnny Knoxville and Sean William Patrick Smith. I mean, that was more of like that's not what the the Duke boys were doing. They weren't. It wasn't all about that, you know. Like it was, you know, his, his name is Sean William Scott. One day I'm going to be like, "Yo, we got to get him on the show." If he goes back to any one of these episodes, he's going to be so mad. <laughs> <laughs> he's never going to listen to this. All right, you want to get into the interview here with uh, John? All right, yeah, so Bill yeah. and I, Bill and I are going to jump off here, and then uh, we'll be back in. I think the I think it's thirty two minutes, and uh, yeah, I actually was supposed to have him for twenty minutes. He stayed an extra twelve, so uh, 
see that now. Bill and I are going to jump off, and then uh, we'll be back to close out the show in uh, 32 minutes. Here's uh, my interview with John Schneider. Can you hear me now? Yes, sir. Can you hear me? That commercial still just works. I don't know why. (laughs) (laughs) To get myself situated here, got my phone sitting up on a uh, camera box. My gosh, I look like a shaggy dog. You look great, man. Thank you. This is a a new movie we're doing. And in the movie, I... uh, I get uh, I get a call to go back into action, so I get my hair cut. So in order for it to be really dramatic, I have it as long as I as I. It hadn't been this long since Dukes. I mean, it's wild. Yeah, but, it's getting. Uh, so getting now when, wild, uh, when they take the Clippers to it, people will go, "Oh my God!" And, you know, they'll confuse it with acting, and I'll have another point. There you go. So we're we're already recording here. So let, let's Good. let's talk about that. You're making you you make your own movies now. Is that what you're doing in the background? Is that you're editing your own uh, your own stuff there? Oh yeah, always have. I was uh, before Dukes. I was one of those kids with a with a Super Eight camera and a little. Uh, basically, it was a razor blade. You'd put the sprockets of the film on these on these little nipples, and then you would cut the film and tape it together. Um. So I've been fascinated with the process uh, always. And then when I did Dukes, uh, when I wasn't uh, out working somewhere, you'd find me in the the edit bay with Russ Livingston, who was our editor, and learning uh, learning how to work on a moviola, learning how to work later on a flatbed. And then when uh, the digital world came in and took over the editing process, <clears throat> I... I remember buying, you had to get two uh, VHS uh, players and then a controller. And all you could do was was butt cuts together. And there was always a glitch uh, in between them. But I, I went out and I bought, I bought those and I, I worked on that. Theory being that if you, if you are not an editor, uh, then I don't think you can really be much of a intuitive director uh, because a, an editor knows what's unusable. <clears throat> an editor knows what's uh, what you don't have to worry about. You know, when I when I direct, I'm directing this one too, and when I direct. A cameraman will say, "Well, we saw a uh, such and such in the shot," and I said, "Don't worry, I'll cut. I'll cut. Uh, I, I won't use that shot. I won't use that part of the shot." And they'll say, "Yeah, but what if you?" And I say, "No, I don't. I don't want to. I already, I already see what the movie looks like, especially in this regard because I wrote it. Uh, but it makes it, it makes it so you don't." you don't worry about things that are, you don't spend a bunch of time worrying about things that are uh, basically inconsequential. It also works from an acting standpoint. So uh, I tell actors, uh, they say, I just don't think that was very good. I said, well, don't worry. By the time I get done with it, I'll cut all of the suck out of your performance and only the good stuff will remain. Right. Cause I have to cut a whole lot of the suck out of my, a lot of, a lot of, uh, what you'll see me do if you see the, the long stuff, 
I'll know everybody's lines but mine. <laughs> so I'll be acting my butt off, and then I'll be going, oh, wait, hang on a second. <laughs> okay. And then... <laughs> But what, what you wind up with at the end is is a movie. Yeah. Right? I, yeah, I've recently watched uh, some of your stuff. You you did uh, Poker Run, Stand on It. Uh, I, I just watched Like Son the other day. That's oh. a great movie. You you Did you write and direct that? I did, yeah. Yeah, that's and a I, really yeah, good movie. Yeah. And I edited that with a, uh, with a friend of mine who has passed away. Uh, but, yeah, I really uh, – I really – really like uh like son and like the uh the whole crime drama element uh <clears throat> in the world in the world here between my ears occasionally bad things do happen to bad people and uh and i like that i like uh i like justice regardless of what uh of what tone it takes on yeah um so we did that uh we, we did that movie kind of um how can I even explain it? We would film because Don, Don Shanks, who played the lead in there, Frank, uh, he was also Michael Myers, by the way. Um, and he was in a television show called uh, Grizzly Adams. He played Nakoma in Grizzly Adams. But um, <clears throat> we would film because Don came in from Utah and we'd film whatever the day would allow. And then Alicia and I would have a drink the end of the day we, we she would cook and we would all eat the crew the cast would all eat and then she and I would sit down at a table somewhere and figure out what was left and what we should shoot tomorrow so it was the antithesis of the way that she's used to working because she's a she's a producer and worked with uh, Robert Evans out in uh, in at Paramount for years so she's like a by the book sort of a person, and I'm like, a, "Hey, that's this. The, the moon looks great. Let's go shoot that scene." You know, I'm kind of the I'm kind of the puppy dog, and she's kind of the trainer. But it's a wonderful combination <laughs> because out of out of the uh, out of that kind of non non regimented style comes fun movies did you did, did you have fun watching poker run and stand oh yeah not like... yeah. That... yeah i mean they it's a laugh a minute those movies right? are great yeah they're and they great. have an energy to them um that i think when you're when your director is also the guy wearing the hat and driving the fast car when i'm just having fun then i think everybody has fun when i'm not taking it, it's not that i don't take what i do seriously i take it very seriously I just don't take the uh, adherence to the process very seriously because I think a, a filmmaking process is a, is an ever evolving um, skill set where you learn what's important. You learn, you learn what's not important. And you uh, <clears throat> too many times I've been on films where people are so, they're so heady and they're so uh, they're so film school. You know, it's got to be A, B, C, D. And I say, why does it have to be A, B, C, D? You know, you put it together, it can be A, D, B, C. It doesn't make any difference what, uh, in what order you shoot. It doesn't make any difference um, the, the mood or tone 
of the set, except what I've learned in 45 years of doing this, actually a little more if you count my Super 8 stuff, uh, what, I, what I've learned is that if, if you don't enjoy the process of making the film, then chances are the people will not enjoy, the, the audience will not enjoy the process of watching the film. Because um, even in Like Sun, there was a, it's a very dark, very, uh, uh, very serious film. But there's some playfulness in there that I think is, is a, a vitally important ingredient to any story that you tell. However, however light, there must be some sort of angst in there. However dark, there must be some sort of comedy in there. But, you know, that takes that takes decades to, to figure out. Uh, I don't know if you know this or not, but I, I wrote and directed the last episode of Dukes of Hazard. I did not know that. Yeah. And uh, if you are a Dukes fan, then there was <laughs> of a course. that episode was uh, called Opening Night at the Boar's Nest. Very fun. Seven foot two. A uh, bad guy with his brother, who's about six four. Uh, that was Kevin Peter Hall. He went on to be uh, Harry and Harry and the Hendersons. But it's the one where uh, where Roscoe in a uh, talent show makes Boss Hogg disappear in a in a magic case that he that he bought. Uh, it wasn't online. We didn't have online yet, but he he had ordered. <clears throat> so it's it's. Very funny because he's Coltrano the Grado and he's got his, you know, his funny laugh and all that going on. But when he makes Boss Hog disappear and can't get him back, at first it's very, very funny. But then it gets very sad because Roscoe stays up all night and all the next day doing his uh, hocus pocus incantations, trying to bring back his little fat buddy. So even then, there's the combination of, of funny and sad that, that I felt, even at, what was I, 25 years old, needed to be part of the story. So I, I just love, I, I love what Alicia and I have been doing. We're going to be filming some of this today. And this is a movie called uh, To Die For. And it's about uh, that guy. I'm, I'm the guy there on the uh, on the left. But I'm a I'm a veteran who flies an American flag from the back of his El Camino. And uh, every morning I go have breakfast with my police officer friends because John Schneider and Alicia Schneider we are we are uh, we back the blue. You know we are fans of our law enforcement. And um, someone. Someone gets a restraining order against me saying I can't uh, I can't drive my El Camino with the American flag on it within 300 yards of the school where I, as a little child, learned to say the Pledge of Allegiance. So it's a it's a patriotic film, but it's a uh, it's it's also a little it's a little dark and it's a little funny. It's all those things that uh, that we're talking about. But this is a man who is uh, 65, 70 years old, who's laments the fact that he, although he got, he had the chance to die for his country, he didn't. 
So he's looking for, uh, and friends of his did. So he has a bit of uh, survivor's remorse. And he is, he is uh, ever aware and searching for an opportunity to die for his country. So it's, uh, it's, it, it's unlike poker run and stand on it. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's a little heavy. Yeah. Uh, it's quite heavy, <clears throat> but it still has comedy in it. Sure. Uh, it has, it has comedy. And when you're at the helm of your own, uh, stories, uh, you get to use, uh, play with really actors that you, you, uh, you enjoy for example, I don't know if you can see the gentleman there next to me, but but uh, this guy I've known I've known since 1977, and he was uh, he was in the second episode of Dukes of Hazard. His name is Bill Gribble. He was in Daisy's Song. Okay. Uh, he was also in the Green Berets with uh, John Wayne. So, and this afternoon, going to be uh, working because he's he's a friend. Uh, Quentin Aaron from the blind side is, is driving in to play a, uh, a police officer named Big Mac and Quentin is uh, six foot nine. <laughs> so appropriately named Big Mac. <laughs> um, so he's coming in to do a, uh, do two scenes with, with me today. Nice. Uh, and then this independent film is so great because then you can see off to my right, your green screen is my green screen. So <clears throat> Wayne Morgan, uh, who is Wayne Douglas Morgan, who's in uh, poker run. He's a, plays a police officer and stand on it that winds up on the side. Okay. The car goes up on the side and then he, he says, disregard that last transmission. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's going to come in and play, uh, be a doctor in, uh, in to die for. Nice. So, and They'll probably come in and we'll work for maybe an hour each and then we'll have a beer and that'll be nice. It. Awesome. One yeah. one of the things I love about these independent movies is you get to see a lot of these actors that you're not too familiar with. Mm. And you go and you think and then you Google them and go, oh, my God. Yeah. Well, like um, we did a movie called uh, uh, to die. I'm sorry. Uh, one month out. One month out stars Barry Boswick who's wonderful, who you haven't seen in a while. Uh, Vernon Wells, who's been in a whole lot of movies, but but perhaps most uh, recognized as the, the Mohawk bad guy from, uh, from uh, the Mel Gibson movie. Uh, Mad Max. Mad Max, right? And uh, Ruth Buzzy from Laugh-In, from when I was a kid. <laughs> so they're all in this movie. And the, and the other cool thing about, about independent films and being someone who has, has come from this for so long is that I, I know that John Schneider, somebody, somebody says, oh, John, we want you to pay, play the, the dad who loves his child, but he's just too busy. Okay, all right, I've done that. Well, we want you to play the farmer who bolsters his, his uh, grandson now, I guess, to play better football. Okay, well, I've done that too. So what I what I look for as an actor is someone to give me the opportunity to to be like uh, in Nip Tuck to be the bad guy in uh, the haves and have nots to be a just despicable human being or to be something that is different for me. So when I call my friends, 
they know they're going to get the opportunity to play a role that probably no one else would would think of them for. And this this may sound crazy, but at the beginning of a movie, I'll send the script to a, to a, a friend and say, look, we haven't cast anything yet other than this guy, because that's me. You can be anybody you want. So pick a role. And they do. And then they and then they play that role. Um, <laughs> that's awesome. In, in uh, Poker Run, we had uh, Tyrus was supposed to be in Poker Run. Yeah, <laughs> that, that. How funny that's one was of my that? Favorite, that's one of my favorite parts when the. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "Oh yeah, he's, he wasn't available." <laughs> that's right. He called me this morning. Just go with it, right? <laughs> well, I didn't know that uh, be, because we were kind of at the mercy of Tyrus's schedule. At the poker table, we shot everything in this direction first not knowing if Tyrus was going to be in the movie. So when Tyrus couldn't be in the movie and it was time a couple of days later to turn around and shoot this way, we, we had no Papa. So I didn't even know if you, do you notice who that is? Do you notice anything funny about that actor? He was in, he was in the other one. He was in, Stand on it too, right? He was in Stand on. He is also he's that actor. That's Dane Rhodes. He's been in a, a thousand movies. He's from okay. uh, New Orleans. He's also Timmy Needham. He plays he plays two roles in Poker <laughs> Run, and and many times they're in the same scene, and no one has caught it yet. I, I didn't. <laughs> I so when he that. says when he says a deal of cards, ugly boy, he's talking to himself. <laughs> but we didn't we didn't play. I didn't want to make it a gag about like smoking a bandit three. My God, sorry, Jackie. But I didn't want to make it a gag about that. I just I out of necessity, I thought I need somebody who can pull this off, and I need to call them tonight, and they need to be here tomorrow. And Dane was the only one. That's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome so you film all this uh, around your property yeah right yep we film everything here and uh we'll go out for the uh for the on the road scenes we'll go out here uh poker run was a little bit more expansive we went to uh a bunch of dirt tracks for that one that one sequence there's probably five or six different dirt tracks in that in that one sequence uh there's me really doing it in the Hellcat. Uh, there's some plate shots in there as well. Uh, so that that movie was a little bit bigger as far as uh, production scope. Um, but you'll notice they begin, stand on it, end poker run, both start here, go out and have fun, and then wind up back here. Yeah. Uh, so that we can shoot the beginning and the ending of the movie and get that, you know, get that over with uh, first. It's an old, it's an old like gun smoke trick. Um, and it's, and it's so much fun. And then we just went, uh, we have quite a bit of water here at the studio. So mm -hmm. the boat jump over the road and the boat jump through the house was right here. Nice. But the, uh, the actual on the, on the bayou and down the river scenes were shot about 10 miles away. Awesome, man. 
I know we don't have a ton of time with you. It seems like you're having a, a blast. Uh, I have a couple more things I want to ask you real quick. Um, Go for it. Uh, we we always do fan questions. Everyone wants to know: Is there anything Dukes of Hazards in the works? I, I don't I don't know. You, you know, know uh, a couple of a couple of reasons why there's not. Uh, number one is that Warner Brothers owns the the uh, copyright to Dukes of Hazard, and sure. uh, I think they proved that they have no idea what they're doing with regard to Dukes of Hazard back in 2006. That was such an awful. Um, they they miss every conceivable mark. You know, Southern horsepower comedy has a, a very uh, particular recipe to it. It's the fun, it's the angst, it's the driving, and it and it's none of none of. There's an ingredient to Southern horsepower comedy is not raunchy, and raunchy was what that movie was about. Very jackass, very you know potty humor, and and it was just. Awful. Uh oh, you went away. I'm still here. Okay, so they got it. They got it so wrong. So they 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 they're not going to do it because they don't know how. But also, they're not going to do it because they are uh, they're scared to death of the flag. And I think they know that if they do a Dukes of Hazard and they take the flag off the General Lee, they will have alienated 101 percent of their audience. So they're not going to do it. So what I tell people, I can, I will always throw references to Dukes of Hazard in the movies that we make. Yeah. So I, I think the closest you're going to get to a a Dukes of Hazard like movie is Christmas Cars, Stand on It, Poker Run, uh, and we're making Double or Nothing. We're going to make that this year. Um, nice. If Warner Brothers would sell me the rights or give me the rights to Dukes of Hazard, I would make one. But but uh, I've tried unsuccessfully for about a decade to, to get the rights from them and they won't let it go. Okay. All right. Uh, I have a question here. I've watched, been watching a bunch of your movies over the last couple of months to try and uh, prep for this. Uh, do you actually make a, a famous chili? Is there, is there a John Schneider's chili recipe? The bunch of your movies, you have made chili in, in your movies. <laughs> You know, it's funny. The other day, I thought I made chili, and I said that very thing to our, our <laughs> guests that were here. I said, oh, that's my famous recipe. Come to find out, my wife went in after me and fixed it. So uh, uh, that my famous so that, chili recipe is a secret because even I don't know it. It's Alicia's <laughs> secret recipe. <laughs> I tell you what, in everything I've done, whenever Jonathan Kent or any anybody I've played makes a cup of coffee it's uh it's half and half and a little and a little honey okay that is true that's that's right. right here that's in every cup of coffee i, I ever <laughs> make <laughs> uh let's see uh i got your tell everyone where you can find this stuff i got your the cbo d hey cbo d oil tell you what go to uh just go to john schneider studios.com or get my app oh that stuff is great yeah, the that hand bomb, stuff. Here's that's... this little little comedy here. That bomb is the bomb. Yeah, you've got, really you've got uh, any sort of carpal tunnel, you've got any sort of aches or pains in your joints. That bomb will fix you up. We use it. My wife has a broken back right now from racing dirt track. We use that bomb every night and every morning. It's really great. Yeah, so it's... get a hold of my app. It's called John Schneider. It's free. It's at the app store. It'll take you to the movies. It'll take you to the CBO D oil and the bomb. It'll take you to hats and T-shirts and music, 
all of that stuff. It'll give you the concert schedule, the racing schedule. Uh, you can stream these movies. We have our own streaming service. Um, poker and, and I think this is important. You know, I, I am a, uh, I'm a believer in freedom. I'm, I'm a believer in this country. So when I, when I go on a rant against Netflix and, and all these different people, I'm not secretly trying to be in business with them at the same time. Okay. We have our right. own streaming service because I don't yep. believe in sleeping with the enemy. So we distribute our own films. When you buy our movies, we appreciate it. When you buy our music, we appreciate it. Um, um, we aren't, there we go right there. We aren't, there's my buddy, Tom Wopat. Uh, yep. We yeah, aren't, there's the, like sun, there's this Christmas is the, cars. The, I think I saw one month out there at the bottom. Yep. This but, is the uh, website. Please, please get my app and support what we're doing here. Because, you know, it's uh, it's not hard to speak out against the machine. But I do realize that uh, the machine wants nothing to do with me either. So, so what I tell people is they can't cancel me. I quit. But you can't quit the machine unless you have designed and worked your own distribution system uh while you are weaning off of those with whom you disagree. Right. So that's what we've done. We make our own movies and music. We sell our own movies and music, not only in hard form and tangible form, but also in a streaming service. It's called Cineflix DOD, but you can uh, just stream it directly from the app. Yep. I'll put links for everything in there. And uh, also tell everyone about the, uh, the Bose extravaganza in April, April 23rd and 24th. Oh, yeah. Bose Extravaganza. It's our fifth one. Uh, we started doing this for my birthday uh, a couple of five years ago. And uh, we have survived the pandemic. We have managed to continue uh, continue going. We have movies. We're going to be showing Poker Run and Stand on it. We have a drive-in movie theater here as well. There will be food. There'll be music. There's a car show. Uh, I'm going to jump the Hellcat nice. for, uh, for Double or Nothing. This time I'm going to jump a couple of monster trucks during a monster truck show, kind of like what we did when we when we wound up in the dirt track race. <laughs> I'm going to wind up with Frosty and Fred and and uh, Frog the dog in the Hellcat, jumping over a couple of like 13 foot tall monster trucks. Holy shit! Man. And I'm going to do that. I'm actually going to oh. do that. They won't be in the car, but I will. Uh, so, so you're, now so that you're actually dirt track stunts don't scare me at all. I'm, uh, so you're I'm actually filming, it. you're actually filming part of the movie during the Bose Extravaganza. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's Last awesome. year we filmed the boat jump uh, over the road, the boat jump through the house, my jump over the lake, uh, the cop car in the water. We filmed all that during Bose Extravaganza. So every year we incorporate uh, we incorporate the crowd. The year before when we jumped the river, that was not me, but when we jumped the river and stand on it. Uh, there was about 1,500 people I had to, I had to Photoshop out. I had to garbage mat them out uh, watching, watching the jump. I like to, I don't take my fun and kind of sequester it away and just keep it for me and my friends, right? I like yeah. to share it. I'm so excited about what I do that I want other people to enjoy it as well. So the whole crowd that you see in those movies, they're just here for Bose Extravaganza. You know, there's a sign up that says, hey, you might be in the movie. So if you don't want to be in the movie, then stand over here. So we share our fun with everybody who comes. 
So if you're anywhere near Louisiana, we're outside of Baton Rouge, the uh, 23rd and 24th, we have a VIP night on the 22nd. So we're going to be doing music. We have uh, uh, LaRue. We have myself and my band. We've got Rock and Dopesy. Um, it's going to be a great, great time. Quentin Aaron from this movie and from The Blind Side will be here. Mindy Robinson from all these movies will be here. Dane will be here. Tom Wopat, my buddy from Dukes, will be here. Uh, nice. Byron Cherry, also from Dukes, will be here. And we have a mystery guest from Dukes that I'm not at liberty to tell you who that is. All right. But, uh, we do have a mystery guest as well. It's a lot of fun. If you've not eaten, uh, if you've not eaten crawfish and you've been afraid, come on. Put your big boy shorts on. Come on down and eat you, eat you some crawfish and have a big time at Bo's Extravaganza 2022. Will there be John Schneider's famous chili? Oh, you betcha. You betcha. Nice. I'll make it and then Alicia will fix it. Awesome. <laughs> and uh, you mentioned uh, you mentioned music that you'll be playing. You have a new album out, Southern Ways. I do, Ways. yeah. I have a new album called got, Southern Ways. Got- and uh, that's my favorite. It's got a, a song on there that's my new favorite. It's called If I Were a Younger Man. Uh, I, <clears throat> excuse me. I sang that on the stage at the Grand Old Opry uh, just a couple of weeks ago. Uh, it also has the song Poker Run from Poker Run. <clears throat> it's got a song about dirt track racing called Let's Get Dirty. Um, it's kind of a, a throwback to uh, the kind of Southern rock I listened to when I was in high school. Uh, Leonard Skinner, Marshall Tucker Band, Mother's Finest. Uh, it's got uh, some great brand new music. Uh, but when I make these movies, people say, you know, how do you how do you get that kind of 70s movie vibe? How do you get that kind of 70s music vibe? I don't know any other way to do it. That's yeah. that's where I came up in the entertainment uh, industry. So that is just kind of the style, I guess, that I've uh, I've developed i've developed a uh a, a 40 year old style over 40 years <laughs> so when uh, when we make movies they they feel a lot like gator Smokey and the bandit uh some of the darker movies from back then uh, ode to billy joe uh, i think uh if if folks if you've seen ode to billy joe there's a there's a feeling in like sun that's very much like Ode to Billy Joe. Uh, so check out these movies and enjoy them. If you are, if you're a film film lover and a film school lover, watch these movies because I, I guarantee you, no one makes movies the way we do, and I don't think anyone makes movies with the the same ingredients that that uh, that we use when we make them. Yeah. Yeah, they're definitely a lot of fun. I, I highly recommend them all. Uh, one last thing, John, your podcast, Don't Get Me Started with John Schneider. I listen every week, man. I love it. Great, Thank great you. show, man. Thank you. I appreciate that. You know, we got to say something. Yeah. We can't uh, We can't not. And I want, uh, I want folks out there to know, you know, sometimes we have guests, but sometimes I just get so pissed off I've got to rant. <laughs> And uh, I love it, man. It's awesome. You know, this I'm not sure what I'm going to do this week because it's tomorrow and I haven't done it yet. (laughs) So and we're filming a movie this afternoon. So, uh, you know, every every time uh, I hear Biden blame somebody else and folks, I'm going to leave you with this. Do not fall prey to the trap that our present administration is going to fix these global problems. Even if they try, 
never forget that this administration has caused these problems. Okay? There are people out there, they're called arsonists. They will set fires because they like to watch people burn. And then they will come in with a garden hose and pretend to be the hero that saved the day. Do not let them get away with it. This administration, and I don't even think this is a political statement, this administration hates this country. Don't let them get away with what they're currently doing. I don't get too political on this show, John, but I I listen to your show every week, and I believe just about everything that you say. So uh, I'm thank 100% you. with you, brother. All uh, right. Thank you, so, thank you so hey, much you for doing care. this, man. Thanks for doing your homework. I so appreciate it. Uh, thank check you, man. out uh, Trace Leches. I will. I will. I, if Trace Leches need- is pretty funny and, and uh, uh, oddly enough, based on truth. So. Absolutely, man. Yeah, and I'm going to try to come I, over. I for can't the hear extreme. you anymore. That's weird. I'm, all right. I think we're good. Bye bye, my friend. Take care. Thank you, bye. brother. Hey, man, that was actually a great fucking interview. I'm sitting here watching this and I'm asking questions like I'm literally in the room doing the interview and I wasn't able to do it. I'm really disappointed because that looked like a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun, man. He's great. Dude, how good? I mean, I think he's in his 60s, right? Uh, uh, yeah. He looks better than both of us put together. He's he looks amazing. He he's he seems younger than me. He looks younger than me. And I'm 47, and he was already older than me when he was in the Dukes of Hazard. So he's definitely older than me. Yeah. And he's back there. He was showing us Premiere. He's editing his own movie. Like we know Premiere. We started using Premiere for this thing, but we're just learning it. And he's a pro at it. Like yeah. it was really cool to watch him do that. Yeah. Yeah. He he's got a lot of. He's definitely got a lot more energy than I do. <laughs> Yeah, I think you and me both. Yeah, that, that was a great interview. That was a great interview. Good job, man. I like how he was, he's doing Boa Palooza, Bo Palooza for his birthday. Yeah. Bo, uh, Bo's extravaganza. I want a Bill extravaganza for my birthday. <laughs> when he said that, I was like, where's the Bill extravaganza? If he can have a Bo, I can have a Bill. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, if you haven't already, definitely check out his movies. I've definitely watched a, a few of them. Really good stuff. I mean, he's he just... Left Hollywood, doesn't like the scene in Hollywood anymore. He just, you know, his beliefs are different than Hollywood's beliefs. And uh, if you listen to his podcast, he's not afraid to say that either. So, yeah, I, I, I just, think I heard a few things that went, oh, okay, he's a hard right guy. Got it, got it. <laughs> yeah, but uh, just, you know, but like he says in the interview, you know, you can't, he couldn't do that unless he had the means to do it on his own and he definitely has the means to do it on his own and he's doing a great job so i highly recommend uh his movies i'll put all the links in the uh in the description and uh and if you did if you watched this live you might not have seen the end of the interview but we're touching everything up and uh, we fixed the sound the entire interview is in the uh in the show now and uh, we had time to talk about it. I got my internet sucks here in Florida, apparently. So I got booted from the the live show. So we didn't have a chance to fin- finish it properly. So I know it was the end of the interview because all of a sudden you were gone. And I was like, uh, uh, humming, humming, uh, oh, yeah. Thanks, everybody, for listening. How do I hang this thing up? <laughs>
I was going to say, too, like now that we're filming this a couple of days after, should should I say that we're wearing different shirts or is nobody going to pay attention? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say this is I think this might be the only show where I've wore the third different shirt. <laughs> wait, wait, you wore three shirts in this one. <laughs> All right. Well, well, how about we do plugs? We'll wrap it up and we'll get this thing published. All right. Sounds good, buddy. You can find us at deluxeedition.show. Put that up there. We are on Instagram and Twitter at Deluxe Edition Pod. Uh, you can support the show by going to patreon.com slash deluxe edition pod. Uh, we have merch. We have t-shirts. You can go to whatamaneuver.net slash collections slash deluxe edition. And then uh, we are part of the Deluxe Edition Network, also known as the Den and you can go to the den.show and uh, check out all the great shows on our network. The uh, The podcast of the month this month is Real Estate and You with Brad Weissman. And uh, something you might not know about Brad Weissman, our podcast of the month, uh, Real Estate and You. Do you know he was on Star Search back no. in the 90s? <laughs> <laughs> what was his talent? Singing, man. He was really, he's a really good, uh, talented singer. Oh wow! Well, that'd be yeah, he had a band. Uh, he had a band around uh, our area in I think the nineties, and yeah, definitely. Also, check that out if you <laughs> YouTube uh, Brad Wasman Star yeah. Search, and you'll be able to find that. It's really. God, I, hope, I hope he's got like long hair and like oh. the eighties metal look. <laughs> yeah. He does. Yes. I'm if gonna go on the website and I'm gonna change his picture. I'm gonna pull that old one and pop it in and see how long it takes him to notice. <laughs> if you know what Brad looks like now and see him in the Star Search days, it's uh it's a big change. Yeah. But yeah, definitely check those guys out. All the guys on the network, it's uh it's really growing. Grow uh join our, our groups, our Facebook groups. We got the Den uh deluxe edition network facebook group we also have the facebook uh, or deluxe edition facebook group so check that out we're always yeah. doing fun stuff over there yeah i can't plug that enough like that's turning into a community of fun people that are just like all of us who are listening and that's another thing we we, we do these videos too i we, we have a lot more listeners than we have youtube watchers but definitely go check them out too just look yeah. us up on youtube and, and you will find deluxe edition yeah and we're going to be adding something new to the uh youtube channel specifically I'm going to be doing a show called, uh, because, you know, if you listen uh, regularly, I travel for work. So I'm going to do a little show called On the Road with Casey. Uh, Bill and I are going to record one shortly. Not today, uh, but soon. Uh, I. This is my first you. I've ever heard of that face. <laughs> this is what I the face I make when it's the first time I've heard something that I'm involved in. <laughs> so since we recently talked about it. The first episode, I will be taking you inside of the Ohio State Reformatory, also known as the Shawshank Prison. Ah, that'll be the first one. Yeah. All right. I'm in. Just let me know what I got to do. Yep. You'll just sit there and uh, commentate. Oh, just use that big mouth (laughs) God gave me. That was my gift to just be an asshole. It's a beautiful gift, gift, brother. Yeah. Somebody's got to do it. The rest of the world is so nice. Somebody's got to be an asshole on this planet. <laughs> Why not be me? <laughs> All right. All right, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> <Trap it up. laughs> Until next time, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>